0: Hey, listen, I, I want you to know that I'm, I, stay, I tell you this whenever I come here, but I stay connected with you guys. I listen to every message that comes out of this place. Pastor Tim, Pastor Christine, Pastor Kim, all those that preach here, aren't you grateful for how well you get fed here at this church? I love it. I get fed. Well, um, so just, just in case, I want to set some, some just like groundwork here just to say, this is what the scriptures say about prophecy. I know that's what we're here for today. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14 are key scriptures when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, Paul talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Let me just read this real quickly to you. Uh, verse 5 says, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Verse 6, and there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God, everyone say same God, same God, same God who works all in all. It's him that it's he, God, who, who, who works through all the gifts of the Spirit, obviously. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For the profit of all. That's so important. For to one is given word of wisdom, to the Spirit to another word of knowledge, to the same Spirit, to another faith, to another gifts of healings, to another workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But the one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So today, this is like a words in due seasons, kind of what we call it, generally speaking. That is, God's going to share some words. And we up here, we don't have anything unless the Lord gives it to us. We are like beggars holding our cup up, saying, God, you must fill it. Because if we, if we don't have you filling it up, we don't have anything to share. And today, we're all like that, right? If we don't have, if we don't have God fill our cups, we don't have anything. Is that right? So it's to profit all of us. It's for, the, it's for the benefit of all of us. So just like when uh, Pastor Tim preaches and all of us get encouraged by it, something, something happens where the Spirit speaks while Pastor Tim is speaking, and it applies to my everyday situation. My situation is different than your situation, is different than your situation Today, also, when we are sharing words, if the word is not directed directly to you, but you're like, this applies to me, and I'm, I'm feeling something in my spirit from the Lord, receive it for yours as well, because Jesus can speak to a multiplicity of people in a multiplicity of ways at the exact same time. We see that in the scriptures, and we see that today. He can do that today. So if, if Mallory is calling someone out and said, this is what the Lord says to you, but you say, that, that really applies to me, receive it for yourself. Can you do that? Say, I believe it and I receive it. All right. In Jesus name. Here we go.
1: Okay. We're going to go fast because we have a lot. We have a lot. Yeah. Okay. So there's a gentleman over here, over here. Your hand is on your chin. You have dark rim glasses on. Yep. Blue t-shirt. Do you want to stand up for me, please? What's your name? Tim. Gosh, Tim, you know, you're the kind of guy that I just want to come and sit by and listen to. Like, so really the Lord said that you're a storyteller. Um, that you have a charisma about you, a great sense of humor. Like, I bet that, like, I'm actually surprised to see you sitting, like, without anyone right by you, because I'm thinking you're sort of like the Pied Piper who tells stories, everyone laughs, and it's really great. Um, But what he really showed me is that, what you did last night. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Sorry. I had to. I'm so sorry. Only because he said that, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Nothing. No, no, no. No, no. All a joke. Um... But what he did show me is that sometimes you use humor to deflect things away from yourself. And um, the Lord says, he wants you to go ahead and stand still. You know, there's that song that says, um, fear doesn't have a chance when I'm standing in your love. I cannot sing, so I wouldn't even hum it. But so, so that's what the Lord is saying to you. If you will let his love rain down on you and just stand still, And receive it, he will refresh you, he will restore you, he will realign you, and he will reassure you. You have to pause to listen for the places that he wants to heal. When you bring him to him, he is always, always faithful to turn any story to a testimony. You have it all. Stand still. Let him do it. And then he'll use it. God bless you.
2: All right, all all you ladies with buns, um, I have a word for you. You are not in bondage. (laughs) All right. This is Super Bowl weekend, and I felt like the Lord uh, started speaking to me about some things going on in the natural, uh, and I want to talk to you about it in the spiritual for a minute. And uh, I asked the last service if the student pastor was here. Are you here, student pastor? Where are you? Good, because you were going to be fired if you weren't here. So, What's your name? George or Jordan? George, all right. Um, As Pastor Thomas talked about, sometimes a a word is for an individual, but it hits many of us. I I really feel like that's what this word's going to be, okay? And I'm going to go ahead and identify who we are. If you've been walking through discouragement, this word is for you, okay? You don't have to stand up. George will stand up for all of us. But if you've been walking through discouragement, I want you to listen, okay? So basically... I understand that I am in Tampa Bay territory. I get that, all right? So this is not a spiritual, I mean, this is not a uh, political, you know, statement I'm about to make. But I want to tell you, Mahomes is in the house, okay? Mahomes, listen to me. What makes this young man so different, the Lord, let me say this about you first. The Lord has given you courage to act. He's given you courage to act. Some people think they have courage, but they never step out. They think they have faith, but they never step out. God's given you courage to step out. What makes Mahomes who he is is his ability to read the defense and make decisions to hit their weakness. Are you listening to me? Now, I think this year in the Super Bowl, we've got wisdom versus courage. Talking about two quarterbacks, wisdom versus courage. It's going to be interesting to see which one wins. But I'm going to tell you what, no matter what, courage is going to win, win out in our life. The Lord has given you vision, George. He's given you vision to see what the enemy's doing and to hit him where he's weak. We need to be reminded today that the enemy has weaknesses. And through the blood of Jesus, you have the courage to defeat that enemy. And the Lord's placed it in your authority to lead a team to do the same. You're not just a student pastor, my friend. You're a generational changer. You're, you're, you're called of God to impact the next generation so that they can impact the generation after them. They need a leader. And God chooses leaders to lead culture and to change culture. You're more than just a student pastor, my friend. You're a leader of leaders. Lead well. Amen. All right? God bless you.
1: So I want to go, I want to follow that word with my word, we're going out of order, we usually take turns, but I want to follow that word because there is a Mahomes in the house. And when I say that, I mean like there is that kid with courage and fire in his belly and he knows it and I'm going to ask you to stand up. Yeah, like you right there with the glasses and the gray mask. Yeah. I was like, I thought your shirt was white. It was white. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so tell me your name. Jaden. Okay. Um, Jaden, you have an anointing on your life. Like you have an anointing on your life. Uh, You need to get a mentor. You need to develop. You need to... um, Allow your gifts to be sharpened by other leaders who have been where you want to go. You need to press into him. There's ability. Um, Here's what you have the ability to do. Mahomes can do it on the field, right? He brings unity. He brings leadership. He gets everybody together, and they move forward. You have that ability to do that in our world. Honestly, I see political office on you. I see the ability to speak into things and um, help people understand. Because the other thing about you, Jaden, is you're articulate. So sometimes the things maybe of your age, like, sort of annoy you because people are so dadgum immature. But um, you you see that, and I just want to encourage you, like, uh, treasure this gift and become skilled. Like, listen to your parents, get a mentor, read more, allow the Lord to use you, because he's preparing you for what he's prepared for you. You are very significant, Jaden. God bless you.
0: Okay, Owen, can you stand up? <laughs> I heard that. Oh, my gosh. Um, Got several things that I feel like the Lord is saying to you. First of all, um, uh, you, are, you are highly intelligent. You are a leader, a natural leader. People follow you naturally. You have a quick wit, quick humor. Um, people enjoy being around you. You're very, you have a very magnetic personality. I spent next to no time with you. The rest of your family I have, but with you, really not that much. So this is, what's that? No, no, it's not your fault. No, not at all. <laughs> Not at all, just just usually i 'm with your parents so but anyway here here's the word that I feel, and uh, excuse me for the position i 'm taking, but I f- and i'm going try I'm, I said the last service i 'm like Jeremiah the weeping prophet, so I get, I get teared up easily, so I feel like i'm supposed to do this and and i 'm going to wash your feet with the water of this word, and I want you to hear it c- clearly and just receive what God has to say for you so uh the enemy, the devil, he hates all of us. And he tries to do scheme after scheme after scheme after scheme after scheme to stop us. Well, uh, it was around, uh, around the time of your birth, that really of your conception, that the enemy was coming against this world, just like he always is. And the Lord said, okay, I'm going to form a weapon. I'm going to form a weapon in this young man that's going to be born. He's going to change this world. So he, he formed and fashioned you in, in your mother's womb. And um, I want to say this as clearly as I can. I, and I want you to hear it as clearly as you can. There will be multitudes, multitudes of people in heaven because of you. I I can't even fathom, multitudes and multitudes. Now, I don't know what the Lord has for you. It could be conventional, it could be unconventional. I have no idea. But I do know this, that he formed and fashioned you because he loves you. He loves you deeply and dearly. Couldn't wait for you to be born. He looks over you every day with excitement and joy. Uh, When he thinks of you, he, he, he gushes with love. That's your father. But you're going to make an impact in this world, and you're going to see, I mean, uh, this church is making an impact. You're going to rise on what this church has done, what your parents have done, and you're just going to see multitudes and multitudes, won for Christ because of you. Lord, I thank you for Owen. Oh, thank you for the gift and calling on his life. We say yes and amen to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless Thomas, you. can I add something?
2: As uh, Pastor Thomas was talking, it's interesting that he mentioned Jeremiah and the weeping prophet. Because I heard immediately Jeremiah 1-1. And I want to encourage you to spend some quiet time reading that passage. I just, I'm just going to start it, then I'm going to leave it. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I, I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And then he goes on to, to take from there how Jeremiah said, Lord, I'm just a youth. And, and the Lord says to him, don't you say I'm a youth because I'm going to tell you what to say. And don't be afraid of their faces, because I'm going to send you. And so it goes on and on and on. I want you to read it, Jeremiah chapter 1, and let the Spirit of God speak to you out of it. So I really believe there's some connection to your future there. Okay? God bless you.
1: Okay, so I'm going to try to stay six feet away, but you in the back with a striped shirt, in the very, very back, yep, yep, you, yes. Can you stand up for me, please? Tell me what your name is real loud. Kathy, I love that. One of my dearest friends' name is Kathy. Um, and you remind me of her. So the Lord said that um, he wanted you to know that he hears your prayers. Um, there was a movie that came out of several years ago called The War Room. Um, Priscilla Shire was in it. And, and she it's just all about praying and, like, just pressing into the Father. And I see you as a person in the war room. Like, your war room is the secret place that you have with the Father. And, Catherine, I want you to know that the bowls of heaven are tipping over as a result of your prayers. The prodigal is coming home. You can count on that. But it's your prayers. Um, the, The word says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Your effectual, fervent prayer, your unwillingness to release, your unwillingness to let go, your continual pressing into the Father for the prodigal, for that thing, for that answer, it is coming.
2: God bless you. Pastor Kim, would you stand up and uh, tell me your wife's name What's your name? Heather, Heather, would you stand up? God calls you guys together, but I've got separate words for you, but I want you to stand together. Uh, Last night, we we had dinner, and you sat there next to me, and I was just having to hold it back last night because I knew I wasn't supposed to say anything yet. But I kept hearing you shout out, Great Scott, Marty. I kept going into that whole movie of Back to the Future. I wanted to call you Dr. Emmett Brown last night, the mad scientist. I mean, all this stuff going off inside of me. And I'm like, Lord, I've either eaten the wrong food tonight or I I didn't have anything to drink but iced tea. So it wasn't that. So I'm just like, Lord, what are you saying? And then I caught on. I caught on. There's a grassroots historical move of God that he wants you to go back to 1955 and capture and bring it into today. In 1955, I don't remember which of the movies Back to the Future it was, but he went from 1985 back to 1955. And he went and found the younger Dr. Brown. And Dr. Brown said, so who's president in 1985? He went, Ronald Reagan. And then the doctor said, so does that mean Jerry Lewis is vice president? I don't know if you remember that whole thing. But you're a cut up like that anyway. You're like a mad scientist anyway. With like, like in the, it's like, anyway, it's like, a, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here. It's like you've, you've got, you've always got something up your sleeve, okay? And you're fun to be around because of that. But here's what I saw. In 1955, there was a healing movement in America. And there's coming a strong healing anointing in this church. This church is going to be known for the testimonies. you are talking about testimonies defeating the enemy. Testimonies of we prayed for so-and-so and and they got healed. We prayed for so-and-so and they got healed. But someone's got to capture it and lead it. And the Lord said, just get with me about this. I'm going to put a healing anointing on your life. It's going to be relationally real but supernaturally lived out. Does that make sense? Okay. And um, something also about the ability to put systems together that make the church work better. And uh, you're a systems man. And so all of that was part of what I saw. And then what I kept seeing about you is that you've been such a good follower that sometimes we don't know how good of a leader you are. And uh, it's time to step into a new role of leadership in your life. And I'm just going to make this simple. The best leaders are servants.
0: And that's who you are, your servant leader. God bless you. Can you stay standing? Uh, can you guys stay standing? So this is, uh, this is what I heard the Lord say today. You know, when, uh, when Jesus comes to Mary and Martha's house, uh, Martha uh, gets a little upset because Mary's just kind of hanging out with Jesus at his feet, and uh, uh, Jesus says to to Martha, "Why are you so uh, Why are you so worried? Why are you so troubled? Uh, Mary has chosen the better part, uh, and it won't be taken from her." Um, Pastor Kim, you made a decision a long time ago to choose the better part, uh, and it won't be taken from you. I, I know, I know you're brilliant. I mean. Um, you could have easily been a millionaire uh, in the world, multi-millionaire. Uh, you're just brilliant. But you chose the better part to give your life to ministry, to give your life to the Lord, uh, to, give the life, to give your life and the Lord to your family. And look at our church. And when I say our church, I'm talking about illuminate. Look at our church today. <laughs> look at this church today. Your family, your children, your, your children-in-laws, uh, your grandchildren serving Jesus affecting so many people, and the Lord just wants to say, well done, the better part you've chosen, and it will never be taken away from you, and one day when you stand before the Lord, and he says, well done, well done, well done, you've been faithful, you've been good. God loves you, and this word is for both of you, just the fact that you've been faithful, that you've not chosen um, You've not chosen ministry over your family. You've chosen ministry with your family. Well done.
3: Well, Thomas asked me this morning if I had a word for anyone, and um, I said, yeah, I have a, have a word for Kim and Heather, and um, so, and just, but we didn't talk about what they were. He told me he had one, and Mark had one, but none of us discussed what they were, but what the Lord showed me is that um, the fruit of what you live right now is evidence of what you've sown for years. And, you know, it's interesting, Heather, that you told me yesterday, and I, I think it was last night, I don't remember, but it was kind of out of the blue. I felt like it was out of the blue when you just said, you know, on weekends, our whole family comes over on Sundays. And I think you said you have 14 in your family that comes over and three dogs. <laughs> and I thought, why are you counting the dogs? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know why she's counting the dogs, but, but it was a big deal <laughs> that there were 14 and three dogs. And so, but I sat there and I thought, I wonder why she just told me that. It kind of felt random. And I went to bed last night. I woke up this morning. And the Lord said, because I, I want to talk to them about their family. So I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you, Kim, that you're, you were a good dad. You are a good dad. You're going to continue to be a good dad. And that there have been times that you've looked at yourself and thought, maybe I fathered unconventionally. Maybe I don't meet the sitcom stereotype of fatherhood. But God put in you what your kids and your grandkids and your married-in kids needed. And you gave whatever you had to them, and that's all he asked us to do. And Heather, you've been a good mom. You've you're been a good grandma. You are a good grandma. And you've been a good mother-in-law. And if you weren't, they wouldn't be coming to your house every Sunday. They come to your house every Sunday because you poured good seed, you invested good seed, and they're not done. They want more. And this is the word of the Lord for you today. God has called you both to be a a father and a mother in the house. And he wants you to rub shoulders with his sheep, with his kids. And he's, he's just asking you, will you now... And I think you already do, but I think he's asking you to do it a step further. Will you love on them and hug them? Maybe after COVID. I don't know, but will you love on them and hug them? Will you, will you be that? Because in the kingdom, we need more fathers and mothers. And some of you, are, this word is resonating with you that's hearing this. We need more fathers and mothers. But then the Lord said to me this morning, Mary Beth, it's for the whole family. So for all of you that are here representing this family, could you stand? I feel like the Lord is asking you to, (laughs) I feel like the Lord is asking you to take the love you've received, the heart of God that you've received and share it with everyone around you because to whom much is given, much is required. And God is saying, I have poured out and poured out love and stability and love and kindness and stability and generosity and faithfulness. And he's just asking you to rub shoulders with his sheep. Come alongside them. Put your arms around them. Some of you in this line need to start a new group, a small group, so that you can show them how it's done, so that you can pass on what's been passed on to you. And so I'm asking you, and God is asking you today, will you step out in a new way in this house and in his kingdom? Lord, we pray for your anointing to fall on this family. God, we thank you for the faithfulness that's been sown. And we thank you, God, for the riches that are to come, Lord, and the fruit that is to come. we speak in anointing over ministers, teachers, worship leaders, artists, creators, servants, prayer warriors. Lord, for them to walk the walk. God, that you've asked for them. I ask for an anointing for it. And I ask that you would use them in mightier ways than they ever could have imagined and ever been used before. But I ask that they remember that the one is the most important going to the one and hugging them, going to the one and praying with them and giving them what they've received. And we thank you for Heather and Kim. We speak a blessing over them. God, for all that they've done in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. I have a word for, um, no, not Heather and Kim. (laughs) Although, yes and amen. Okay, so the gentleman in the light green t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, you. Okay, yay. What's your name? Ty. Ty. Did your wife tell you I had a word for you? Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's amazing. I saw her in the bathroom. I'm like, what is it? Anyway. Okay, so, Ty, um, the word I have for you is that you're going to leave a legacy. It's a a weighty word, Ty. You're going to leave a legacy. People who leave legacies are people who are men of character, men of integrity, men of excellence, men of compassion, men of love. And that's who you are. Um, the Lord says you're an example of a guy who is super smart, right? I, I hardly want to say, like, between us. You could, you could be a geek, but you're not. Um, you're actually, like, a really cool guy, but you're super strong, but you just don't compromise. And the Lord says, good job. Um, he wants you to know that there's an opportunity coming for you to make a decision about, and don't fret, don't worry, just walk in peace. When you have peace, that means the light's green, and then make the decision. Because truly, the Holy Spirit is your spiritual GPS. So just rely on Him. Don't get all wigged out like, "Oh my gosh, what is right? What is wrong? Oh no! Oh no, no! 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 If you have peace, walk. If you don't, stop. And then the last thing I would say, I didn't know that they were going to do this with. Kim, but honestly, Ty, you need to get with Kim and he needs to be your mentor. Hope that's okay. <laughs> but because he, I mean, the, the Lord showed me this so clearly someday you're going to be sitting in the front row of a church and people are going to say about you and your family what they said about Kim. You're going to leave a legacy. God bless
2: you. is uh chad and melanie still here or did they slip out i know they had to slip out it's okay i'll get this to them later chad still here okay all right i'm sorry okay great while we're waiting on them, let me, we call this popcorn. We're going to go real fast. We, we kind of blow up, turn white, and we're done, okay? So this is popcorn. Um, Alex, just real quick. Today, when you walked up to me, I saw John 147. It says, when Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said to him, here truly is an Israelite whom there is no deceit, no guile. I, I, I said this to the Lord when you walked away. I said, Lord, it's as if I could see right through Alex and there wasn't anything there but faithfulness and purity. And I just kept hearing pure heart, pure heart, pure heart, full of faith and integrity. Never settle for the status quo. Always press in. Always go higher. Always go deeper because you can't lead others where you've not been. And the Lord invites you into his glory. And you're going to take other people there. Some people are worship leaders. Some people are worshipers. You're a worshiper. Oh, Chad, Melanie, real quick, real quick. The Lord put nations in your heart. And you said, I don't don't see how I could go with all my other responsibilities. But the Lord says you can do international ministries right from here. He brought the nations to you. That's why you live in an international community. You're going to impact the nations by impacting the nationals. All right? God bless you.
1: The keyboard player here, she had burgundy pants on and a black top and blonde, and she has glasses on her head. Oh, there she is. Oh, hey, what's your name? Say it again. Patty. Um, okay, I'm going to go really fast. Patty, you are a strong woman of God. Like, you are like killer woman of God. You are like woman of God like a boss. Um, I hear you crying out for wisdom, and what I want to encourage you is... The apostles asked Jesus for courage and wisdom, and they had been with them. He had They'd been with him, like they touched him. So you're crying out for wisdom. You are dead on. You're just keep doing that. Um, you're very, very discerning. And if I lived here and was at this church, um, I would tell you my secrets because I would know that they are safe. I would know that you would give me wise counsel. And I would know that... I can trust you. You are very, very trusted. You're trusted here, Patty, but the Lord trusts you. Like, he trusts you. Um, there's a peace that passes all understanding that you know. Like, sometimes you're going, I don't even understand. I don't even understand why I'm at peace. Like, I should not be at peace in the middle of this. But the truth is, you are. You are at peace, and it's, it's from God. Like, it's his gift to you. I see you walking hand in hand with Jesus, He's sharing his heart with you in the garden. And then I saw your face, and it looked as though, like, you know, when you're standing by a lake and the sun's setting, and the sun reflects off your face, it's this big radiant glow. And he said, that's how my daughter Patty looks all the time. She's my favorite. God
0: bless you. Amen. Amen. Hey, so... Uh, we have a few more words, but I wanted to let you guys know that I know this is heaven on earth. It feels so good, right? But we're still on this earth. So if you have other appointments, we understand. We're just going to, we have probably five more minutes if we can have five more minutes. If you need to jet, though, we won't think you're less spiritual, okay? <laughs> so we understand God is moving. So uh, I think we have a few more words. I have a word
3: for Gary. Can you stand? Gary, I mean, Thomas and I know you, and we know the beautiful journey that you've been on, and, and we love you, and we love your wife, Myrna, and um, so I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to trick a prophetic word. I, I know this journey that you've been on, but what the Lord told me about you this morning is that uh, His grace is sufficient for you, and that um, you know it because you feel it and you feel it because you're putting your ear to his heart to the heart of God but what God wants to tell you today is he's also putting his ear to your heart and he gave me a visual of an airplane that's gliding and he said right now his grace for you is carrying you but you don't even have to run the engines it's just like the air it's just like the wind on the breeze of the Holy Spirit is carrying you and it's his grace But the Lord said, tell Gary he's going to have to land two more times. And I don't know what this means, Gary, but you have two things to do left in this life. And one of them is a long runway, and one of them is a short runway. And again, I don't know what they mean, but God is saying to you, anytime you need my grace, just put out your arms and worship, and I'm going to lift you up, and I'm going to carry you with grace the whole time. But stay with me, because sometimes you're going to have to turn your engines on and you're going to have to land the plane again a couple times because I have two more important things I want you to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Duper fast one, yeah. Okay, Um, the guy with the backwards hat now carrying the baby. Don't stand up. Yeah, and don't even yell your name out loud because you might wake the baby. Like, that's just too cute. (laughs) Gary, okay, hi, Gary. (laughs) Yeah. Gary uh, the Lord just lit you up when I walked behind you and it, it like you're a secret weapon. He's it's kind of like you're um you're a ninja, like you're black ops, you're navy seal and now if I told everybody sorry um but but the thing is that's who you are in the spirit and the Lord says you have a wide berth. You can sow seeds like nobody else because there's some people that you can touch that no one else can. There's some people that you can speak into their lives that no one else can. And he needs you to speak that. And he needs you to open your mouth and do that. Um, and then this is crazy. He said, follow the process, divorce the results. So follow the process. God is in charge of the results. You just have to open your mouth. He, you know, right? You know, Apollo water, Paul planted, and God made the increase. So you're just to plant Gotta water and make the increase. God bless you, Gary.
3: Kim? Is it, where is she? Is she back there? Uh, she's...
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 you, Kim, come, come. Come, come, come. Yeah. You. <laughs>
3: We had uh, dinner with the church staff last night and so we talked a little bit about what you do but I felt like the Lord had given me a word and I couldn't remember it. I had written it down before we came yesterday so I didn't say anything last night because I wanted to get back to the hotel and get my notebook but I felt like the Lord wants me to tell you that he has your number and um, you're a very positive person, you try not to complain, but he wants you to know that it's okay to let your requests be made known to him. He says that in his word. He's got your number, but more importantly, you've got his number. The Lord says, call, and I will answer you.
2: Kim, I want to I add something to that. Um, you really have a strong prophetic gift. You don't see yourself that way. But some people are seers, and some people are feelers. And what I saw is you feel deeply, and prayer burdens come on you. And as you pray, hope begins to come up in your heart for people and that's where the word of the Lord comes from. You've been afraid to deliver the word, but the burden you feel and the compassion for people are going to compel you. And it's really going to be pure because you have a pure heart. All right. And I think if anybody could testify to this, it would be your husband. He's watched you cry out to the Lord, pray for people. Things come to pass. And uh, the Lord really wants to use that pattern in your life. So if you've got to write down what you see and feel and hear in your quiet times to deliver it later, you do that. If you've got to put it in letter form or email form, you do that. Whatever works for you. But people need to hear uh, what you have to say. All right? God bless you. And um, this lady right here. Yes, ma'am. Would you stand up? What's your name? Rebecca. Rebecca, um, I'm I'm just going to tell you what I saw. I saw filing cabinets of prayer requests and the lord hears you you've got a special place in the heart of the lord and you've not felt like you've had much authority but when you open your mouth to pray heaven and earth shake okay heaven and earth shake and the lord says i'm not through with the shaking the shaking is going to produce movement okay meaning sometimes when you pray it just shakes things up other times when you pray it's going to bring breakthrough for people okay so take your prayer assignment very seriously And uh, when I saw the filing cabinets, I I saw you revisiting names of people. And you're not quitting as you pray for them until there's breakthrough.
0: Okay? God bless you. Amen. Okay, so, Kim, I had one more thing for you as well. I just didn't want to interrupt what was going on here. Uh, Kim, here's here's what I felt like the Lord is saying is that um, uh, you are... You are the spinal column and the backbone of this church. Um, and quite often, like I can't see my back. I, I, it, it goes to where it's behind, I can't see it. It's hidden. I can look in the mirror and see it. Like even when, like when I go to the gym, I used to hate doing back day because I'm like, I can't see the results of doing back day, you know. But anyway, uh, you're the spinal column. Uh, all of the things come right there into the spinal column. The, nerve, the nervous system, is, it's, it's so important in the spinal column. It's where everything goes from. Also, if I have back pain, it's like the worst pain. How many can agree with that? Back pain is like the worst pain. When I th- I've thrown my back out a few times. But when it's in line, the body flourishes and it can grow. You are the spinal column. You are the backbone at Illuminate Church. And God wants to honor you, highlight you. And say to you, "Well done, as well. What you're doing is making eternal impact in God's kingdom and this whole congregation's lives." God bless you.
2: Uh, this young man right here in the green shirt, would you stand up? What's your name? All right, I wanted to call you David, and and I just kept getting this whole thing about David. The Lord led me to Saul to First uh, Samuel sixteen twenty one. I want to read this over you. It says, "David came to Saul." And entered his service. Saul loved him very much. And David became one of his armor bearers. I, I really believe the Lord's saying to you. That you're called from being a shepherd. To, to one day being an influential leader. Today you're hidden behind the scenes. But only for a season. And I want to encourage you. Do whatever you do right now with all of your heart. Let God prepare your heart and train your heart. Because I saw you moving from the field to the front. Does that makes sense. He's preparing you for greatness. He's preparing you for leadership, and I believe he's preparing you for leadership in the house of God. Okay,
0: God bless you. So, uh, this gentleman right here, what's your name? Yeah, Casey. Can you stand for a second? Uh, in Romans chapter one, Paul how he starts the letter to the book of uh, to the Romans in. Romans 1 1. He says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, separated or called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. So he talks about being called and being separated. And it's a real simple word for you. First of all, what's interesting is Sandy told Kim, God has her number. All through the service, you've been highlighted to me, and the Lord wanted me to tell you, God's got your number. Uh, You're not hidden, you're not unseen. Uh, He knows you, you have a purpose you have a uh, you have a purpose and you have a plan it, life is not meaningless it's full of life and your life is full of meaning and he has called you to himself and now he's asking you if he can separate you to himself as well I don't know what all that means other than I know that God is wanting to tell you that this, there's a moment in your life right now that he's asking to separate you to himself Lord, I just thank Casey, right? Is that what you said? Casey, Lord, I thank you for Casey. Lord, thank you for the calling. Thank you for the separating. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: This young man right here on the end, what, what's your name? Vaughn, like V-O-N-N, V-A-U-G-H. Awesome. Um, I don't know if you see yourself as a leader, but you are. I saw great character, strong character in you. And the way you can tell if a man's a leader is people follow him no matter what direction he's headed, Okay. And one day you're going to look back and you're going to be grateful that you made some good decisions along the way because you're going to see younger brothers and younger sisters who followed you, okay? Uh, life's not going to be easy. It usually never is for leaders. But what I saw you doing was, was trudging through mud, and it was difficult, but you made it out, okay? And it gave you the courage to go back and get other people out of the mud, All right. What I saw too was you were rolling up your sleeves. You weren't afraid to get dirty and you weren't afraid to do the hard work. And we've got to see leaders like that. And and what I kept seeing was in and out of the church, in and out of the church. And it wasn't a negative thing, like you were on fire for God and then not on fire for God. It wasn't that at all. It was that you were given the gift of evangelism to go into the mud. to get people and to bring, bring them into the church or to bring them to God. Does that make sense? And so what, what I really sense in this season of your life is you've got to really develop that walk with God yourself. That's what happens in secret. So find yourself in those open fields, walking and talking with God and asking him, talk, talk to me about my future. Talk to me about my future. Because I really believe what he wants to do is draw you near to himself so that when you go into the mud to get some other people, you come full of him and not full of your own strength. Does that make sense? God bless you. One more. Okay, just real quick. um, I know this is very, very trite, but this is the way I heard it, and I'm always careful to say it the way I heard it. If you've ever, if the words like this have ever come out of your mouth, then I want you to stand up. If you've ever said, I just love Jesus. I know that sounds trite, but it's not, I promise you. I just love Jesus. If you've ever said that, I want you to stand up. I believe the Lord said that this church is stepping in to a season of the manifest presence of God. The manifest presence of God. It's the difference between a billionaire sitting in the service versus a billionaire getting up and just handing out cash. There's a difference. You're entering a season of the manifest presence of God. And here's the verse. John 14, 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them. It is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. What I saw was in a simple relationship with Jesus, where you're just walking and talking with him, and you can tell that he's impacted your life, and you're responding in worship to him, and you're responding in obedience to him, and you're responding through getting in the word because you just can't get enough of him. You hear what I'm saying? There's a relationship going on. God's going to start showing up, Manifesting Himself, and he's going, you're going to so you think you love Jesus now. You're going to so fall in love with Jesus. But listen to me in this relationship with Jesus. As you go in to pray, you're going to find yourself drawn to Jesus because He's the one who died on the cross for you. He's the one who shed His blood for you. He's the one that your connection's been with. And here's what I heard Him say: Turn to the right in the throne room. Remember where Jesus is. He's over here at the right hand of the Father. We talk to Jesus all the time. Turn to the right. The Father's talking to you. The Father's calling you in. He wants to manifest Himself to you. He wants to take your relationship with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit to a whole new level. All right? Don't be ashamed to call the Father. Jesus paved the way so you can have a relationship with the Father. Father, I thank you for these. And, Lord, I thank you that you're going to begin manifesting your presence in a fresh way. This is a season of your manifest presence. You're going to show up with healing. You're going to show up with deliverance. You're going to show up with answered prayer. You're going to show up with your presence. You're going to show up and heal marriages. You're going to show up and heal relationships. And, Lord, we trust you. In Jesus'
0: name, amen. So I also have a word for whomever. So you guys can sit down for a second if you want. We're almost finished. Uh, but I feel like that several of you here today have said, uh, I really desire the, the gift of prophecy, words of knowledge, uh, words of wisdom, that, that kind of thing. Um, I, I just want to say to you that these gifts are meant to encourage, to build up the body. That's what the scripture says. And there's nothing, there's barely anything I love doing more than encouraging people. I love it. When you see somebody in the down the dumps and you lift up their spirit, don't you love that? That's the spirit of prophecy. That's the spirit of, of, of the gifts of the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit himself. So if you have a desire for that, I don't want you to be, to, I'm going to ask you to stand, but I'm just going to pray for you for the spirit of that to come upon you, that for the Holy Spirit to anoint you with that, that power. If you have the desire, it's not a bad desire. In other words, who, it's not the enemy that says, I want to encourage somebody, right? I desire to encourage someone. I want to encourage someone. And oftentimes, actually most of the time, guys, I'm not in a church setting, but I feel the Lord want me to share something with somebody. I don't even say, thus saith the Lord. They don't even know it's from the Lord. But I have a sense, and I'll just share it with them. I'll just say, hey, you're so smart. I mean, you really are, are, you know, whatever the word is. And it encourages and lifts them up. If you have a desire for that, it's not presumption. It's the Lord. Why don't you stand up right now? I want to pray for you. Thank you for your boldness. I know it, it sometimes takes a little boldness to stand up for that. If you, That's your desire, and we'll give you another second if you, if you desire to encourage others through the through gift of the Spirit. So, Lord, I thank you for those that are standing right now. Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the one that distributes. That's what your Word says. You distribute gifts among your saints, Lord, as you see fit. So, Lord, I pray for the Spirit. Of encouragement, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit Himself, through the gifts and the manifestation of these gifts, would come upon these people. Lord, I agree with uh, Mark, Pastor Mark. Lord, may this church be known as a church that is in love with You. That Your light shines bright in Central Florida because of Illuminate Church. Lord, thank You for these people. They are Your church, Lord. They are Your servants, and we receive it, we believe it, and we receive it in Jesus' name. And all of God's children say, Amen. "Amen."
3: Okay. This is the last word. Everyone take a seat. This is for those of you who are called, who have already working with kids. This is for the next generation, kids or teenagers. And uh, I want to tell you so something the Lord told me last year is that working with kids and teenagers is not for people who know to do puppets or have cool pink hair. It's for people who want to pour into something beyond themselves. And the kids and teenagers need the Holy Spirit even more than we do as adults. Can you imagine as a young person dealing with something in life, not even knowing if it's bad, or something's done to you, you don't even know if it's bad, so you don't even know to talk about it. They need the Holy Spirit desperately. And so the Lord is calling for people to pour into the next generation and take his Holy Spirit to them. And the Lord told me this, and this is what he told me to tell you, I've never shared this with another church. And I was going into a meeting I'm, um, over the kids ministry at our church, and I was going to a meeting with all of our kids pastors at all of our campuses. It was a Zoom meeting, and sitting beside my computer was a ball cap I have, and it says in Hebrew the word revival on it, and the Lord said, Mary Beth, pick up your hat and put it on, and I was like, I can't wear a ball cap in a meeting, pastor's meeting, you know, and he was like, pick up the hat and put it on, and he said, Mary Beth, you know how you wear different hats in your job? You have different roles, and all of, we all have different roles. And he said, one of the hats I want you to carry is my presence. And I want you to bring revival to the next generation. And so I began this thing with all of our kids pastors. And I said, here's your responsibilities. Here's our vision for this week. Here's our goals for this month or for this semester. And finally, every single time is carry his presence and help bring revival to this next generation. So this is my call out for any of you. I know most of them are probably with kids right now. But any of you that are in here that are working with kids or working with teenagers or want to, or hear my voice and say, I want to do that. I want to carry his presence to the next generation. I want to bring revival, not for a feeling, not for a moment, but for a generation. And I'm going to ask you to stand and I want everyone in this room to support them and pray for them. Stand with me. If you want to minister to kids, you do minister to teenagers or you do or you want to. And then at the same time, if there are teens or kids in this room, if you're comfortable, I want you to stand. We're going to pray for a revival for your generation. And some of you may be called to help bring that revival. So if you're comfortable teenagers, we're going to pray for you and kids as well. Pastor Tim, I feel like you're supposed to be the one to pray for your, your people for this revival, for this generation. Remember, no matter what you do, you're called to be a carrier of his presence. So wherever you are, at school, at church, put the hat on to one of your jobs is to carry his presence for revival.
2: Yeah.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Mary Beth, so much. Let's pray. Father, I'm thinking of how much children mean to you. I'm thinking of the intricacy in which you craft each human in the womb. How detailed you are, how much perfection, Lord, that you put into a person. God, your very image is in every person. I know how you love your children. And Lord, as we think of the next generation, we think of the remnant being passed on, that the, the story that unfolded to the apostles that got passed down through generations is now poised upon our shoulders. And where do we lay that? Who do we give that to, except for the children, the students, the teenagers? And so, Father, I thank that you have called holy those who are standing up. You have set them apart for a special purpose. You've placed a mantle on them that's at once remarkably exhilarating and at the, the same time a great weight of burden, a good weight, a comfortable, warm weight. And Lord, as they feel that mantle upon their shoulders, God, I pray that you would bring clarity to what that is. Is that in kids ministry? Is that in, in student ministry? Is that working with our young adults? Lord, I pray for Joey Endress as he takes on the mantle with their young adults and those that are walking with them, Chelsea and Coleman. Lord, I, I pray for Pastor George and Sydney. I pray for Pastor Joshua and Krista, Lord, as they carry this mantle. And Lord, I pray that you give them expansion, the ability to receive all those that are standing and, and employ them. God, it looks overwhelming if you just look like, wow, what are we gonna do with all these people? Well, God knows. He knows exactly. And so, Father, we just make way for you to make all the connections and to move mightily in the house, that this house would be known as those who invest deeply in the next the now our generation. The light will not go out. We will pass it on. We thank you for your mighty gifts that you're even now distributing to those that are standing do this great work. And we thank you for those words that you have brought forth. In Jesus' name we say it. And everyone say amen. 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 Hallelujah.